to there we go. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. It is Saturday night. Tis I, the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, along with uh, my number one man with the plan, the Nubian Sumo. KG is somewhere. I think we lost him in translation. So hopefully he will. He's on special uh, assignment. Ain't nothing special about that assignment. So. (laughs) I didn't say hopefully. Well, I just said he was on special assignment. Well, we know he's special, but the assignment is a problem. (laughs) But hopefully uh, we will uh, be able to uh, reacquire his signal sometime very soon. Maybe. In this show, who knows, because he doesn't like to miss uh, a picks show. But then again, he wasn't going to win it anyway. So this may be his bye week for him to miss a pick show and to not lose technically uh, to either myself or you, Mr. James, since we continually are tying when it comes down to uh, the meat and potatoes of our picks. So hopefully yeah, I haven't I have I've been meaning to ask you over the last few weeks, whatever happened to the last pick show, pick we did? Because I was mad. You were not tied. So I was mad. We tied? So I, yes, we tied. <laughs> you so never... I just didn't feel like talking about it. I just didn't feel like talking about it. I was mad. I, I added it up. I added it up. Uh KG and Delante, you know, they were a distant second, but you and I spot on quite a few of them we picked the same person. So yeah. The numbers uh, worked out, and it was you and I, same amount. Okay. So I was like, yeah, man. But this time, I believe, will be a little different since there's technically only five matches, three of which are Hell in a Cell matches. So you're going to have a opening Hell in a Cell, a buffer, a middle Hell in a Cell, a buffer, and then the main event. So we will see how that's going to go. I think this may be the first time that we've had three Hell in a Cell matches in one pay-per-view. So we may get the four-hour special uh, tomorrow night instead of just starting at 7 and ending at 10. So that would be pretty interesting. Hopefully we can get four hours worth. And I'm quite sure uh, we're, we're going to be emotionally exhausted by the end of tomorrow night's Hell in a Cell. But before we get there, James... You think we'll put one in the pre-show and try no. to stretch, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. try to give them a bunch of time, but give at least two hours to no, no, no pre-show. I mean, this is the closest to uh, WrestleMania time length that we've had in quite some time, where the show could go four hours, and then the pre-show may be Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black, or or something like that. Just a couple of the storyline matches thrown in there, maybe. Um, a fatal four-way tag team match for the women's tag championship, something like that. They may throw something in there, but uh, anything main event, which is any one of the three Hell in the Cells uh, or anything else, are all booked for after seven. So nothing will hit pre-show. Okay. And they can't do Seth versus, uh, well, I'll talk about the, the buffer matches. Um but we'll see because there was rumors about a, a potential Seth versus uh, Murphy versus Dominic match. But that's just rumor. I don't think without a, a storyline push uh, for the go-home show that that really would happen. But then again, you never know. They, they, they've got to do something. But, uh, you know, we'll see. But speaking of, uh, I want to give you the opportunity to do two things. Let the folks know what uh, you're kind of glancing at. 
um, and the, the, the status of this week's That's Just Nubian. And tell us what you are partaking in when it comes down to the smoky, smoky and the sippy, sippy. Well, um, as we all know, as wrestling fans, there is a pay-per-view going on as we speak, Bound for Glory with Impact Wrestling. Uh, I'll be going over everything on that on next week's show since it's going on right now. And I don't want to give out any spoilers to anybody that may be watching or hasn't watched it yet. So I'll um, go over that. I'll also be going over what's going on with uh, New Japan and the power struggle uh, tour that they have going on. Um, The uh, Best of Super Juniors will be starting soon, as well as the um, uh, World Tag League to determine the number one contenders for those uh, for the uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight and IWGP Heavyweight Tag titles. So I'll be going over all that next week. And um, also, as uh, Don mentioned, uh, I will be powered tonight by the Brick House TTA Cigar. Uh, I haven't had this one in a while. It's been sitting for about a month, so it should be it should be a very good cigar. Uh, since it's been sitting for a while, it should have changed on some of its... Uh, taste notes from the last time I smoked it. So that should be an interesting smoke for me tonight, as well as the monkey shoulder blended malt scotch, which is one of my go-tos, uh, my go-to drinks, uh, go-to bottles that I like to purchase. Okay, so okay. I've had this in a while, and I've, uh, I've been holding on to this one for about a month since I've uh, purchased it. So... That I'm enjoying that very much right now. So uh, that's what I'm into. What's been going on with you, sir? Oh, man. Tis the season. Two weeks away from uh, new consoles coming out, doing store resets, all that fun stuff. And then discovering and realizing that time is of the essence because Hell in a Cell is tomorrow. So all the uh, the storyline builds that we've had, especially when it comes down to uh, uh, Roman versus Jay, and then also Sasha versus Bailey. I mean, there's a lot going on, and then you can't forget about Drew V, uh, Randy Orton. So just seeing all the go-home stuff this week has me uber excited to hurry the hell up with my store reset tomorrow night, finishing that so I can get my behind home to be able to start the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Unfortunately, I'll be behind everybody else, so I'll be avoiding social media and and any types of spoilers, but I'm still looking forward to it. But speaking of Hell in a Cell in general, I just wanted to give everybody a quick reminder of some of the history of Hell in a Cell and then also a couple memorable matches thrown in there. So I'm going to take you all the way back, and this is Hell in a Cell at as an established pay-per-view in 2009 it was determined that hell in a cell would actually replace my other favorite pay-per-view no mercy and have its first official time as being the october slotted pay-per-view for the wwe to lead into november for survivor series so in 2009 actually october 4th 
2009, uh, emanating from Newark, New Jersey. The main event was the Generation X, and that was uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus Legacy. Uh, so that, that was an interesting tornado tag. Following that up in 2010, on October 3rd, coming from Dallas, Texas, Kane and The Undertaker put the stamp on their feud inside Hell in a Cell for the World Championship. And 2011, on October 2nd, coming from New Orleans, we had a nice little crazy one with it being John Cena versus Alberto Del Rio and CM Punk and a triple threat Hell in a Cell WWE Championship match. Out in 2012, on October 28th, emanating from that ATL, shouting, uh, CM Punk went one-on-one with Ryback inside Hell in a Cell for the WWE Championship. October 27, 2013, coming from Miami, Randy Orton had a barn burner going up against Daniel Bryan inside of Hell in a Cell for the vacant WWE Championship and Shawn Michaels was actually the special guest referee in 2014 that being on October 26 coming back to Dallas Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose had the implosion uh, finale of their uh, shield feud inside of Hell in a Cell 2015 October 25th in Los Angeles Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker inside Hell in a Cell. The main event for the October 30th, when uh, we really started getting a little later, or um, well, that was probably the latest that they've had in 2016 coming from Boston, was the first ever women's Hell in a Cell, which directly correlates because one of the participants of this year's being Sasha Banks went up against Charlotte and arguably what should have been the main event stole the show and they really couldn't follow that. I'm sorry. That was just that amazing for the raw women's championship in 2017 on October 8th, they started uh, back a little bit earlier in the month coming uh, from Detroit. You had Shane versus Kevin Owens inside hell in a cell, but it was also a falls count anywhere. And you know how Shane O'Mac is. Just the fact that it's falls count anywhere it means it is not going to end up inside Hell in a Cell uh, the entire time. In 2018, this was a way earlier uh, because of scheduling on September 16th. It came from San Antonio. Uh, this was Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman inside Hell in a Cell for the Universal Championship with Mick Foley as the special guest referee. And then uh, in 2019, on October 6th, coming from Sacramento, we had Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt for the WWE Universal Championship inside Hell in a Cell. And now we are here one day away on October 25th of 2020, emanating from Orlando in the Amway Center. I foresee that Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso will be the main event for tomorrow night's Money in the Bank. And before I get your impressions on uh, the Money in the Bank pay-per-view overall, I also wanted to mention some of the most memorable matches because it's just not, I just covered the pay-per-view side of things from 
it becoming an established event year over year. But the Hell in a Cell has been around for quite some time. So just some uh, memorable matches. In 2004, you had Triple H versus HBK at Bad Blood. Um, in 2005, you had Batista versus Triple H at Vengeance. 2008, Undertaker versus Edge at SummerSlam. And 2000 was one of the craziest ones. You had Angle versus Taker versus Triple H versus Stone Cold versus The Rock versus Rikishi at Armageddon. Moving it up uh, a little bit in 2012, we had Undertaker versus Triple H and an end of an era match at WrestleMania 38. And 1997 was the first ever Hell in a Cell match with the first two participants being The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at Bad Blood, which also had the first ever appearance of Kane. And then, in my opinion, arguably, with everything that I just mentioned, every main event from the established matches, as well as the ones that I mentioned from different time periods, in my opinion, arguably the best and the most memorable match that really made this a staple happen in 1998 at the King of the Ring, Undertaker versus Mankind, which still has uh, some of the best commentary ever from Jim Ross. So now, James, I will let you uh, give me your impressions of Hell in a Cell as a whole, Hell in a Cell as a pay-per-view. Did you have, what's your, your favorite thoughts and, and things like that now that we've kind of covered it through the numbers? Well, Hell in a Cell has always been a very unique match uh, since they started it. Um, just, just with the configuration of the cage and just the way that they set the match up for, for, for the brutality that was supposed to ensue within the Hell in a Cell, you know, the fact that they could bring, they, they incorporate all of the um, different gimmicks, uh, the tables, the chairs, and everything. And whatnot uh, that made it very interesting, uh, very fascinating match to watch. Uh, the fact that the Undertaker has only won maybe two or three out of his whole career, you know, for him to and still for him to be the master of the Hell in the Cell, you know, being that he's had the most matches pretty much of everybody. Um, it's interesting that <clears throat> I'm, I'm surprised. Of all the matches that you mentioned, that you didn't mention one of my favorites, which was the New Day with Xavier Woods and Big yeah. E versus uh, the Usos. That's because true. That, yeah, they, they, they. I, I and I actually got to uh, rewatch that match today. Um, WWE put out a hell, a best of the Hell in the Cell uh, on the network, and I got to watch some of the matches uh, over the course of the day, and that was one of them. And, you know, the, the unique the unique ways that they wound up using all the kendo sticks, which uh, wound up um, being incorporated with um, um, one of the women's matches that they had in um, Hell in the Cell, I think with uh, Becky and um, Sasha, mm-hmm. where they used the kendo sticks in different and uh, unique ways, especially the especially the spot where they locked. Where, where Big E and Xavier Woods were actually locked uh, 
Jey Uso in a corner of the Hell in the Cell with four kendo sticks. He's had him trapped in the corner of the Hell in the Cell. That was interesting to me. That was unique. So, you know, just the way that they come up with different ways to um, do things. And um, the match with uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins that they had where um, they had a table on the floor and then Kevin Owens brought out another table and, le- and used the, one of the legs of the table to lock into the hell in the cell and leaned it up against the um, ring, a- ring apron. So whenever Seth, so Seth Rollins ended up powerbombing Kevin Owens through both tables, which was a very good spot, I mean, very um, enlightening spot uh, for, that, for that match, the highlight of that match. So, yeah, all in all, the Hell in the Cell match has been very, very interesting to watch over the years and to see how it has evolved over the years with different um, ways that they can use the cell use the gimmicks inside the ring with the cell and uh, just, uh, <clears throat> just everything that they do with it. I mean, it's just, it's just been a very intriguing match over the course of the years, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with the cell if they do, could try to find something new to do with the cell uh, on tomorrow night. Yep. I agree with that. So let me ask you, the, uh, with all the debates going on, the hot-button debate right now, in reference to uh, tomorrow's pay-per-view, are you team OG Cell or are you team Red Cell? Because mm. you got to remember, I'm, OG I'm, Cell was more rounded. It was a little bit more gritty. We've had more people fall through, fly through, break through uh, that cell um, versus the new one, which is more... Uh, squared off, and and I can't think of the word I want to use, but it, it's better designed, I guess, overall. Instead of the first one just being chain and 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 fortification, and that's about it, and a few zip ties. <laughs> so uh, that's the hot button question as we go into tomorrow: OG or new stu- new school? So. Well, the new school cell is is much safer, if you can call it that, than the OG cell. <clears throat> I kind of preferred the OG cell because it was the um, I, I, what do they call it? The hurricane fencing or the uh, tornado mm-hmm. fencing or whatever they call it. <clears throat> I prefer that because that's more old school. But you know, the uh, cell is the newer cell is a little more safer than a little safer than the older cell. Now, what gets me is the fact that they paint in 2018, they decided to paint it red. And I thought that would be a problem with, you know, recording or with the cameras, because, you know, you got all that red you got to go through and, you know, the, the, um, cell, the, the length, the um, fencing of the cell is a little smaller compared to the hurricane fencing, which is a little larger, I would think that record, uh, taping or the cameras would have a little more problem with the red cell, but apparently they haven't. So, um, but yeah, I, I prefer the older cell, but I can see what they did, you know, to try to make things safer for the wrestlers with the newer cell. Uh, so, uh, but I do prefer the older cell. Okay. 
Yeah, the for me, I, I was feeling the same way, but the new cell is starting to grow on me, mostly because with it being a lot more fortified and its design that enabled those spots like you talked about with the New Day and and um, uh, Sasha and Becky to be possible because it's a lot more taut when it comes down to the chain being attached to uh, the actual framework of it. So that, that gives them that. And also, it gives a better, almost like the ropes, a better spring back if you were catapulted into it you actually have a little bit of spring back. So it, it, it absorbs some of that force, but at the same time, it'll push it back and make for a better visual. So I agree with that. And the only thing I don't like is that they pre-cut out and, and safety measured the holes to climb up to the top. Because I thought that that was part of the danger, of it, for lack of a better term, when you saw Mick Foley climbing up that cage and he's trying to, or even Undertaker, trying to fit the, the beginning part of their foot in each part of the the, the, um, the fencing to be able to make their way up. That was the element of extra danger. Because, like, shoot, are they going to get up there first of all? Whereas this one, you see the clear steps. is almost like a, a rock climbing exercise where you have uh, the little grips right where you need it to be to be able to make it up. So that, that's my only little funky gripe, but that's just me nitpicking. But either way, I, I think uh, they both pose uh, great visuals and a lot of opportunities, great spots. It's going to be interesting. More so, I expect to see the best spots come from Bailey and Sasha Banks, uh, Roman and and Roman and Jay, because I think Jay's going to do a lot more aerial things. So he'll probably climb up top, uh, you know, maybe uh, crawl across and do a. Uh, a somersault, a moonsault, or something like that on a Roman, those type of things. So it'll be interesting. But now I think it's time for us to uh, change gears, kind of, sir. We've talked about cages and, and people getting beat down and destroyed and a little bit of violence. But now it's time to change into something a little lighter, something a little bit more easy. And easy being musicals. So I know you messaged uh, earlier this week about Jericho and MJF's segment on Dynamite. I watched it as like, oh my goodness, here we go. And before you tell me what your thoughts are, I did attempt to Google and see if I could find anything remotely close to what we witnessed from a musical standpoint. There's been musical numbers there's been musicians that um, have joined within uh, different matches and match segments, but I wasn't able to find a musical segment in existence. It probably has happened. I wouldn't be surprised, but this is really the first time that I can recall discovering one. So what was your first impressions and, and, and from the beginning and then by the time we got to the end, what was your uh, overall feeling about that segment? Well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share with everybody what I said to y'all when it, when it first started. What in the whole fuck is MJF and Jericho doing? 
What? I mean, okay, first of all, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. MJF can actually sing. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm going to give him that. I'm going to give him that. Which is probably why Jericho, who's probably put this together, went and did something to put this on the show. But with that said, this was entirely, utterly, unforgivably unnecessary. This was, I mean, this, this. Now, now, James. What, what does now, this James, do? This, that this is destroys, the point. That this is the point. MJF's It does not. Gimmick. It gives him an extra layer. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It gives MJF an extra back. layer because he's not continually in his career. Yeah. His promos, no, his promos are starting to become carbon copy. So this gives him another layer because you don't see what the writing on the wall is, James. If you haven't looked three clicks down the road, what they're setting up for, considering that if Jericho's got a a tour to go on with Fozzie. He's got a prep for the cruise. So he's going to be away. So they're setting up for their own AEW version of a civil war. MJF becomes part of the inner circle. And then the inner circle turns on Jericho. And now they're led by MJF. Two alphas can't exist in the same place. I get that. So this gives Jericho the opportunity to go away. He could be injured, beat down, whatever, and then come back. He could come back with a new theme song so that way Judas isn't worn out. He can, you know, do a couple different things. Um, and then also potentially that will set up for, you know, more crowd to be there for a return, a bigger pop. He can, you know, go for the heavyweight championship. It could be a, a battle royal and he's a special entrant, something, but that would bring him back. Because he does need to go away, as we talked about before, just so that way he's not the number one given to you every single time, every week. All this, all that you see, and then it just becomes stale. The only thing that prevented it from happening earlier was COVID. So without the fans there, there was, you know, now that they're back, singing Judas again is like it just started all over again. So I, I think that's it. I think that's I the end all, result. I, but get all that. It's the ends to the means. I see that. I see that as well. But for them to pull that off, they could have found another way to do that. That was that was entirely, entirely unnecessary for them to do. And I mean, come on, come on. I mean, how am I supposed to look at MJF like after that? How am I how am I supposed to take him seriously as a heel after that? The same way. No, I can't. I'm looking at him in a whole different light now. He, he didn't lose any healed him because he's, he was with another heel. That's the same thing as, as Chris Jericho doing a mimosa match. Why? Because why not? I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm looking. I see we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. We, don't have to, we definitely disagree on it because you can't change my mind on that one. And it's gonna. I'm gonna have to see where this goes. I just told I mean, you where it's gonna where, go. We know where it's gonna go. <laughs> we know where it's gonna go. But I just gotta see 
what they do with him. Now, I'm, not, I'm not talking about story-wise line. I'm just talking about gimmick and character-wise, what they're going to do with him. Because he can, he can still be the same MJF. He can still do the same thing. The only thing, I, he's just going to have the inner circle. No. He'll so have now, the inner circle. They have the inner circle, but the whole inner circle is against him right now. So what you talking? What are you saying? This is going to turn into uh, um, uh, AJ Styles being kicked out of the Bullet Club type thing, and Kenny taking over? Absolutely. Uh, no. Absolutely, because you got to you got to write Jericho out. It's going to be a slow build. The next few weeks is all going to be about okay, MJF. We're going to do the street thing and let you in. And then you're going to start seeing a little small MJF-ness uh, of him poisoning the minds. You'll probably start with Santana and Ortiz. And then Hager's going to be the last one. Uh, you know, I say you'll probably start Santana and Ortiz. They'll influence Guevara. And then Hager is going to be, okay, We the boss is gone. So either you're going to step in line because he's also bringing Wardlow. So you're going to step in line or we're going to beat you down. And Hager's just going to step in line. Or he may have something to do, uh, potentially. And there may be some fights that he's got lined up and he may need to go into a camp for. So that also could take Hager out of it. And Hager's replaced by Wardlow as uh, the heavy. But it's not going to happen overnight. We're probably talking January something like that, and I would expect Jericho's return to be going up against WrestleMania. Because if I was going to leverage Y2J and just from an ego perspective uh, to go up against the WWE, that would be how I would offset from AEW standpoint, character-wise, storyline-wise, depth chart-wise, who would be able to help the company hold the candle up against WrestleMania week. Because if they give the green light and uh, WrestleMania can be in a stadium, Vince is going to spend every dollar. He's got two years worth of dollars to spend this year. So he is going to go ham. I mean, shoot. He may have somebody parachute down into the ring and start that match. If he could safely, with you know whatever it's going to be, it's going to be almost a Saudi Arabia show with the amount of pyro and everything else that's going to happen. So if he gets that green light, AEW's got to have something to combat WrestleMania, the Hall of Fame, um, uh, the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania, and the Takeover. So that's five things that they've got to go up against, and it's in the same state. So it's not like they're separated; they're all in the same place. So Jericho coming back, going against uh, MJF. Say it again. Now I know I know one person who was high on MJF before all this happened that has cut him loose altogether, and Mr. Cornette is not happy. He's pissed off. Yeah, Jim Cornette. I mean, it, it, it takes us uh, some fair weather to. To turn Jim Cornette. And I know well, he's a legend. He's been around in the business, but it's a but, different uh, audience. He, he's he is, but you no. Know, here's the thing. He says he, he he's he was high on Mance Warner whenever he was in MLW. He was hyping up Mance Warner. He was saying Mance Warner was going to go far in the business and everything. And then Mance Warner turned around and did a match with a blow up doll or a broom or something like that, and he cut him off. 
So in the same instance, he's done the same thing, and now he's sworn off of uh, giving accolades to or giving uh, or giving uh, giving good kudos to any wrestler now. So I mean, but I'm but I'm I'm kind of feeling the same way about MJF right now. I'm, okay, I'm but not here's the thing. I'm not ready why, to cut him off. Why is it just MJF that you're focusing on? Right why why are you focusing on Jericho? There's a two-man show. But this is Jericho. I mean, this is Jer this is Jericho. I mean, this is something I'm used to seeing Jericho doing now because he's not the same Jericho as he was at WWE, but obviously. Does, does, that, but, does that diminish him from being, you know, a superstar, or, you know, their biggest money getter? I mean, does that make it like, okay, well, he's just a, a, a flimsy singer now? Whatever. I just got you know, that, hey, just, the same just thing. Like, just like when Rick, just like when Rick Flair decided after all the years he was supporting the Carolina Panthers, he was oh, going to say that the Indianapolis Colts were going to win the Super Bowl in the same year the playoffs. <laughs> he was I drunk. Cut, he was drunk. I had to cut. I had to cut Flair off for like <laughs> a year. <laughs> even, even even I'm not you it know like you know hardcore Carolina Panther fan or whatever. It but, took me yeah. a year to get <laughs> was, back in Rick Flair's good graces. Yeah, you know, I mean, Rick I'm, knew I when gotta, he said that he was like, "Ooh, that that's." And, nice. and even and, he, and even when he said it, you know, he 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 found out that he got all this heat. But now he's like, "Damn, I can still draw heat, huh?" Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Vince Vince should have did more with that. He had the whole Panther Nation against his ass for a while. Because he he was was still in commercials. They were still airing commercials for the Panthers for Ric Flair. He had the the little things that were going up and trying to hype up the crowd during the games. He was good. He he, he, he hit the bass drum. He had to keep pounding drums. Nope. You got to be a special person. To be able to pound on the keep pounding drum, okay. So I, I I was hot. I mean, I was hot when he did that. And like I said, it took me a good year because <laughs> I was talking about I was talking bad about Rick Flair for a good year until I was like, well, okay, okay. So well, I, I guess came I, out with that song. Offset, and you just like, yeah, no, I, no, I, I, I had to cut him off for about another. <laughs> I had nothing to do with him, but you know, I had to, you know, <laughs> you know that, you know that that wasn't his doing. I mean, Offset, I, I don't get with all these new fangled, these new kids out here now, but you know, mm-hmm. you know I mean, I I appreciate him recognizing Ric Flair, but you know, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't get into the song too much, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I know you're old and everything, but. Yeah. I, I still think we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Let, let, can we can we at least agree to not cast judgment or death sentence on MJF until we see what comes out of it? I will do I that. I think I think that's a fair shake. That's I will a fair do shake that. because I got to I got to see how I see I, that like treatment I said, and the creative. I'm not, I'm not talking about creative. I'm not talking about the storyline. I'm not talking about any of that. I just need for him to recover from this as far as character and gimmick is concerned. He doesn't have to recover. Case in point. Your your opinion. Does uh, Kurt Angle need to recover from playing a ukulele and wearing a little boy's hat? 
Yeah, I kind of looked at him funny after that, too. But that grew his character. That enabled him to be able to be a better... That enabled him to be able to be better to receive the you suck chance and to be able to react and draw the crowd in the directions that he wants to draw them. All that came from those segments. Stone Cold Steve Austin the same way. He didn't have to you know, play guitar and hug Vince and, you know, do those things. But again, it was another evolution as they were building and transitioning him from uh, Stone Cold to face to Stone Cold to heel. It paid off. It's not like he just went out there and did it on his own. Like, yeah, I'm just going to go, you know, do a musical number and tap dance. And then, okay, then I'll go wrestle and be a top heel. He had somebody guiding him through that can take some of the balance uh, and, and the heat off of what he was doing for the purpose of what they were presenting, I guess, for lack of a better term. But yeah. then again, it's also because yeah. they the could. That he looked at Vince crazy when he came to him with that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what do you want me to do what? Here's, here's the rub, though. I strongly believe that the WWE wrapped up this Miz and Otis uh, storyline as a re- quick, faster as a result of what AEW did on Wednesday, because I don't think they were ready to pull the trigger, in my opinion, this week and wrap that up and then uh, have this be a match at Money in the Bank. I think they saw that and it was like, oh snap, these fools are singing, but they're still outdrawing us on you know, because way outdrawing NXT. And reference well, to viewership for a musical dropped. Both of the numbers dropped, but, but that was still the highest Jericho, segment, which was still yeah. Because Jericho did come out and say that they were like in the eight hundred thousands during that segment. Yeah, but they, but and overall, then even more on um, YouTube videos and stuff. So uh, seeing you know that Otis thing, uh, Law and Otis, uh, I think was there. They weren't going to do a singing because they're not going to carbon copy immediately. But, oh, they're going to steal that. <laughs> somebody's going to do it maybe a year and a half from now in the WWE. But somebody's going to do it. I, I can guarantee you now. Now that it's been like, okay, yeah, it's kind of happened. Okay, yeah, we'll try. See what happens. It may be Triple H and, and Stephanie doing something just as a rib or whatever. But, yeah, somebody's singing. I guarantee you. That's not Elias or, or anything like that. But, you know, that's just some thoughts. I just was curious to see uh, on how the Nubian Sumo felt about musicals, wrestling, and how they definitely need to work on their Rockettes kicks because (laughs) that was ugly. And that was probably the ugliest part of it. But, uh, you know, if they did that in one take, I think that was a a pretty good uh, thing to do. So now we're going to switch off. We're going to go to Mr. Delonte with the push. And then after that, we're going to come back and give you what you want, what you need, what you've been asking for. And that is our picks for the five Hell in a Cell matches. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome, welcome to yet another installment of the push. Delonte representing the sideline junkies. And tonight... Uh, in tribute to um, tomorrow night's Hell in a Cell 
pay-per-view. We're going to do our predictions. Now, I'm just going over the match card, and right now, the match total stands at a whopping five matches, but I'm pretty sure they're going to add um, some sort of elements regarding the Retribution versus Fiend, um, another Seth Rollins, Murphy, Mysterio family. Uh, oh, my God, that few, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, the never-ending saga of that feud. And then I'm pretty sure um, Lars is going to show up and beat beat up um, another cruiserweight or a lightweight wrestler. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Lars ends up uh, linking with Seth Rollins. I mean, Seth Rollins. Hey, um, hmm, just actually thought of that, but... What are the odds? Um, I'm pretty sure Steph is looking for new disciples. Um, I think adding Lars with Seth will really give Lars some sort of depth as far as, um, you know, some <clears throat> main event exposure, uh, which is well needed because him fighting Shorty G and Jeff Hardy and all these other small wrestlers is just... This for boring TV, but nonetheless, let's go through the um, five matches. First up, we have the Miz versus Otis. Uh, winner takes the money in the bank contract. Um, I don't want to call this a dumb match, um, but uh, oh, but for this to be this pay per view to be standing at five matches, this is a filler match. This is a match that I could see not only on main event. I mean, it's SmackDown or Raw, but I can see this on WWE, on main event. And I believe main event is shown on the, the network, the WWE network. Um, but I digress. As far as what I believe is going to win, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if The Miz win. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Otis' partner turns on him, um, some sort of jealousy angle. Um I mean, like, let's be real. Can we see Otis challenging any of the champs? Um, can you see Otis cashing it against Roman or Otis cashing it against Drew McIntyre? Like, no. Um, I think what's going to happen, the Miz will win, and then he'll try to cash against uh, Drew, but um, Otis' alter ego character will prevent the Miz from winning which means that they did all this for nothing. So uh, that's my prediction. Miz, he'll win, but he's not going to win the title. Um, Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Uh, this is this goes back to um, the whole who hit Elias with that car. Um, if a lot of you remember that angle. Um, Elias got hit by a car, and I guess apparently Sheamus that frame Jeff, you know, to be drinking and driving, you know, that type of stuff. Um, kind of weird that they would put Jeff's, you know, real personal experience as an angle. But, you know, that's creative for you. Anyway, um, I could see Jeff Hardy probably winning this match. Um, it'll be back and forth, but I think a twist of fate will end things. So, yeah, that's that. I, and this is the match I wouldn't be surprised if Lars shows up at the end uh, as they wrestled um, recently. So, 
you know, shout out to Lars. Um, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. This is probably the match that I'm looking forward to of the five matches that they have currently listed. Um, I don't think this will be the end. I, I think this is going to be a long, not as long as Seth Rollins, that Mysterio family. I won't call it crap, but as far as that few, like that few's been going on for about a year. Um, but I think this few might expand to Survivor Series. Um, I'm kind of surprised that they pulled the trigger on this match now, but I think, uh, hmm, I think Sasha will will come out as the new champ. Um, but I think that the title might change hands a couple times um, throughout this feud. But I think even though Bailey she had the the big turn and you know she attacked it you know attacked Sasha the whole nine yards I think that they're kind of just getting started with the meat and bones of this so um Sasha win tomorrow but it's gonna be a tug of war uh for the belt but I think in the end Sasha she'll be the champ and then I expect to see Bianca Belair um insert as like the the new challenger somewhere because that build up they can't do that for nothing you know um, WWE Championship McIntyre versus uh, Randy Orton um, I think Randy he'll win it um, they wrestled a few times as a matter of fact um, yeah I think Randy will win it um, but I won't be surprised if down the line Drew gets the title back uh, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't be surprised if they book Drew to win it and then from that point, they move on to a whole different feud. Um, you know, we just finished with the draft. So I would like to see Drew against Sheamus. Um, he'll probably take a couple bro kicks. will be, I guess, the battle of the kicks, the Claymore versus the bro kick. That'll be a pretty interesting feud. But as far as tomorrow night, I can see Randy Orton winning it. Uh, that's my prediction, but who knows with... Um, creative. Uh, and then last, the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Jay uh, Uso. I'm not even going to waste your people's time with this. Uh, this is, good God, this, I guess it's supposed to be the main event, but this is a filler match. Um, I could watch this. Oh my God. I, can, I, I think they should have just won and done this. Uh, class of champs and just call it a night. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Usos join Roman and they form a new stable. Some sort of like tribal stable um, of hills. But uh, Roman Reigns, he'll win this. He'll win this. This is, you know, again, I'm not even going to waste your time. Um, uh, this is Delonte representing the sideline junkies. Uh, everybody, please continue to be safe. Those COVID cases are beginning to slowly but surely rise again. I believe this is like the, you know, second phase. As the temperature's starting to go down, a lot of events are moving to more indoors. So wear your mask, wear your mask, and social distance. Um, shout out to the brothers, the Numi and Sumo, the Don and KG. Everybody be safe and enjoy. Peace. <laughs>
And just like that, we are back, but not alone. Somehow, catapulting down from the rafters, from the heavens, the big guy KG decided to come off of whatever assignment he was on that revolved around, I don't know, toilets and, and whatever. Would you say he was doing, James? Uh, he had a he had a, a slight case of the mud, but yeah, yeah, he was skip marking it up. Whatever he may have been doing, he somehow managed to just slide into our DMs and be on the show. KG, what's up? Wow, you 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 can't be sick. You can't have a migraine game. So I got I, it's just got to be the toilet, huh? Just it's it just all revolves around the toilet with you gentlemen, huh? That's James. You know he always trying. Talk about somebody having a slip and slide. Hey, it's a it's a running joke. I mean, it's part of the show, so why not? Well, technically, it's running. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like so, um, uh, we got on the got on the mic. Yeah, that's right. We don't even know Hershey squirts, man. It's not uh it's not that time of year. Hershey squirts. I ain't heard that in quite some time. <laughs> Mm. So, we have already, just to catch you up to speed, because, you know, we know you don't have good uh, audio in the bathroom. We've already covered uh, Hell in a Cell by the numbers. James has thoroughly said that Jericho and MJS musical number is the equivalent of KG trying to uh, sequester a championship from his wife. It just wasn't that good of an opportunity. Um, and then uh, we just came back from the push. So that's everything you missed. And obviously, you have come to just be a glutton for punishment because it was established, as we talked about also at the top of the show, that the last picks for the last pay-per-view, you didn't win. James and I tied, but you um, didn't win. So since you're here, you get to make the first pick of the night for the 2020 Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And that match is Jeff Hardy versus your boy, Elias. Hmm. Oh, walk with Elias. But they're not going to give him the win over Jeff Hardy. Give me Jeff Hardy. Wow. Defecting already. Man just came back. Gonna give yeah, but shot. that's why they're not going to win off the break. I mean, that's obvious. Come on now. We know politics. He just had a, a concert and he's got a, a a um an album coming out. And I will be buying it. You'll probably be the only one. So James. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff Hardy or Elias. I'm going with Elias because they need to build up his story. He back him get him back into the thick of things and build up his storyline. So I'm going with Elias. I'm going with Elias as well. I think they can still draw it a little bit more between those two instead of it just being a general match. And speaking of general matches, this one is going to have WrestleMania potential implications or any other pay-per-view implications or any uh, Monday Night Raw implications. So, James, you get the first pick. The Miz or Otis, who is leaving Hell in a Cell well, excuse me, let me say how they say it. The Hell in a Cell pay-per-view with the money in the bank briefcase or lunchbox. Mm. 
Exactly. As much as I want to say Otis, I don't really see Otis being in the heavyweight championship pictures. And even though and and even though I was saying before that they were going to do the tag team thing with him, now that's out the window since uh, they separated him. So I'm going to go with the Miz. Mm. Yeah. See, the the thing is, uh, Vince is very high on Otis, but like this would be unprecedented. We've had people cash in and lose the money in the bank uh, opportunity cash in, but we've never had somebody lose the money in the bank in a match that I can recall. So that's not true. Did it, who, who, who lost? Mr. Kennedy KG? lost to Mr. Yes. Kennedy to Edge. That's right. Yeah. I was mad about that too. That's right. Yeah. That, that was, uh, dang it. But what, I'm gonna give it to the to the Miz. That'll be my dice roll right there. Sorry, Otis, but I'm gonna give it to the Miz. KG. Oh, ye of little faith to both of you. We're this... talking about we're split. Both of y'all said the Miz. What is this split no, about? No, we didn't. He said he said Otis. No, I didn't. I said the Miz. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll your little face. Can't believe maybe, James. How are you going to vote against Otis? Maybe, just maybe, if you turned your hearing aid forward and not backwards, you would have heard them say as much as I love Otis. But I got to well, go. I'm not trying to hear your, your stomach rumbling, so that's why I had to turn it down. Oh, I my say, stomach. I didn't say I loved Otis. I was just saying I, I liked him, but, you know, I was hoping that he would keep it in do something different with it with the tag team situation, but that kind of got messed up. But yeah, oh, you loved Otis. You love me some Otis. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, back when he was saying "I'm coming," but he ain't doing that no more. So me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they stopped him from saying "I'm coming." <laughs> I'm going with Otis because since he's won the Money in the Bank. They have done nothing to put the strap on them. So I, something's well, got to be done. You can't just have him win money in the bank. And how long ago was that? Three months? And you have done nothing. He hasn't attempted to cash in. He hasn't looked to cash in. No, 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 no. You got to do something. And if they take this money in the bank briefcase off him, absolutely positively, we'll be writing an angry email. To WWE with a couple of Instagram and Twitter posts about how I don't feel that this is right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we will find out because I think that's probably going to be the money roller right there. The difference maker. So that puts it back on me for the first pick of the first Money in the Bank not Money Bank. I'm sorry. I'm thinking Money in the Bank. See, I didn't change pay per views. The first Hell in a Cell match of the night, which I think is probably how it's going to go, being Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, Hell in a Cell for the WWE Championship. And my first thought is this 
we got two heel matches uh, that I think the heel has, well, potentially the heel has to win out of the three. So I'm going to go ahead and just call a spade a spade. Roman Reigns, before we even get to it, is going to win the Hell in the Cell. So then the question that I'm forced with is, are they going to do Randy Orton as a second heel win or Bailey? So I'm going to go with Randy Orton for the win just because Drew is kind of becoming Super Cena. And even though technically he had help on his last match with Randy Orton for the ambulance match, still, Drew McIntyre has been beating damn near everybody. So something's got to give and go back to KG's old point to where to build your character up, you got to take an L and then come back. So that's my pick. Randy Orton to win Hell in a Cell. KG? Well, for the first time tonight, I have to agree with you. I got Randy Orton winning this too because it's a, like, like, like I said, you take the belt off of them, drop them down a few pegs, bring them back up stronger than ever. But I don't think it's going to be a slow turnaround. It's going to be qu- pretty quick for Drew McIntyre. I'm talking like if Randy Orton wins on Sunday, Drew McIntyre gets the title back Monday night. Really? That, you think they're just going to make him a, 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 trans, a quick transition? It, it's got to be something. It's got to be something. And when's the last time we had that happen? And history has a way of repeating itself in WWE. When's the last time we had that? Oh, no. It's not history. Vince has a way of repeating himself (laughs) in WWE. It ain't got nothing to do with history. I think you should do it again. I liked it the first time. Like, okay. All right. Well, let's do it again. Thanks, Daddy Vince. Sorry. So, James, I guess we'll see if uh, you're going to make this a trifecta or if you're going to be the odd man out. Well, I do feel that Randy Orton will most likely win, but I'm going with Drew McIntyre just to round it, just to be different. So, just in case, I might need that point. Okay, yeah, because we both did pick the Miz, so. Just don't pick everything. Well, actually, technically, you haven't. So there's potentially maybe one opportunity for us not to tie. So I think uh, the next pick is on KG, right? Yep. So uh, you get the opportunity to deal with the women. So is it going to be Bailey or Sasha walking out of Hell in a Cell with the SmackDown Women's Championship. Is it going to be oh. the Bob or the Wig? The Bob or the Wig. Pretty damn good lace front she got there, too. Um, I, I, it's time. I mean, Bailey is nowhere near uh, the record for longest reign as women's champion in WWF slash WWE. She's well, she would no- never hit that. That's the fabulous move. That's, what was that, 26 that, that's years? No way yeah, that's, that's 1,700 yeah, no, no, nobody's, touching, nobody's touching that record. Nobody. Yeah, she's, 
She's number two. She's already established as number two. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see the point in keeping the belt on Bailey right now. Not right now because I want to see her go crazy. And I mean, even crazier than what she is now. And without that belt, she's going to lose her damn mind and it's going to be great television where she's going to kick everybody's ass. So that's what I want to see. So give me the boss, not BJ, but Sasha Banks. All right, James. I want to go with Bailey because I think they want to preserve this for WrestleMania. So I'm going with Bailey. So you say you, you think they want to preserve it for WrestleMania. What can you do beyond Hell in a Cell? This would be like the, the stamp match. You know, like this is the end. There's no way yeah, past well, that. Yeah, but well, the elimination they, chamber for the win back. They'll figure. They'll figure out something. They always do. I mean, so I mean, well, I mean yeah, this, if, you would think you would think this would be the end all, be all of that. But well, no, I, I just answered my own question because you know, let's say if Bailey wins and Sasha uh, wins the um, the elimination chamber, guess who she goes against? Right. So that that would be uh, the. The sling plus, right there. Plus, plus, they like to keep they like to keep Sasha as the underdog. She's gone. She's held a title. She's held a women's title what five times and never defended after. Never, never defended it. Yeah. She's all. She's already two. She's already over over two in the um hell in the cell match. So I don't see them giving. I don't see them giving her a win now. Just by the numbers, they they don't see they're giving them giving her a win on this. They'll have a they they'll have a better they'll have a better draw giving it to her in WrestleMania than they would just giving it to her now. Just stretch it out for another few months. I mean, what? Why not? Okay. So I guess that uh, puts the ball in my lap to make the. Uh, the tiebreaker decision on this one. Uh, I'm going to have to. God, James. <laughs> A little perplexed there, are we, sir? No, I'm picking the same pick you made again. So <laughs> trying to make sure we don't tie on this. So this could go and. Incredibly crazy, and we tie again. Or KG's going to run away with this since he has picked, uh, for the most part, against us twice. So uh, this could be yours or it could not be. But it's all going to come down to James. I've already made my pick. So I'm calling the spade a spade, and that's Roman Reigns uh, beating Jay Uso just because we want to see this faction, this reluctant faction, uh, being built, and if they are doing the uh, creative that it's rumored, then yeah, uh, we know how that's got to go. So Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso, uh, are you dialing in on uh, the same side as as me, James, or you're going to be the rogue? That, that's a gimme. That's a gimme. I mean, all three of us are going to go with uh, <clears throat> the op- Roman Reigns. I mean, that's just I gotta that's, ask. I gotta ask. It's just obvious. All three of us. 
Yeah, all three of us are going to go with Roman Reigns on that one. I mean, that's that's obvious. All right. Well, I guess KG. Which is why I made, which is why I made my Drew McIntyre pick. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he's going to win, but I'm just picking him just in case. <laughs> yeah. So KG, I guess you got to go ahead and uh, join the agreeance train. Choo choo. Well, before I before I do that, um, who did you pick between Sasha and Bailey? Me, I picked Bailey. Okay, you picked Bailey because uh, I know you you was going back and forth, and I just missed it. Um, yeah, I got to join the agreeance train. He said he was gonna. He said he didn't want to agree with me. So yeah, that's that's why that's, that's why yeah, he picked Bailey. Um, I got to agree with you, gentlemen. But I think to take it a, a little bit further with the Roman Reigns win, I think the time is right because. Uh, ratings are down and you just need it just to kick ratings up a notch. You're always trotting out uh, Hogan. I don't want to see Hogan trot it out. This is where uh, Roman Reigns, he becomes his quote-unquote tribal chief. But the actual tribal chief of the family comes back, which is The Rock, who is the tribal chief because he's the older cousin so he comes back and you can stretch this out with vignette and and in ring misses for three to six months just teasing you know every time you think you're going to get it of course paul Heyman steps in no 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 not right now but this is this is where it starts at right here so yeah but this is going to be this this you got to make this epic. You want to truly bury AEW. This is how you do it. All right. So who are you picking? Roman. I said I'm in agreement with everybody. I said I'm just. Gonna- I know. I I just wanted you to say it so that way it was clear. But I will say, um, as you were talking, it gave me an idea for creative for the next step for. Uh, um, next Friday, and I think at going with this tribal chief angle, it would be pretty incredible that you would have a callback to the Usos when they first came into the WWE and uh, doing um, uh, a haka for Roman as he's coming down. That obviously you would have to have you know uh, more people there, but you know the Usos would be part of that, and then Roman would come out right after they finish. So I think that would be something to give that that tribal effect, that uh, Samoan effect for, um, you know, that dynasty. And you can even throw Rikishi out there and, you know, make it seem like it's more than because of the consequence that that's what had to happen and they had to go ahead and be submissive uh, or dismissed, as it was said on Friday. So I think that would be... Uh, a cool little touch, hint, hint, those that are listening to us, um, to go ahead and book that. And then that's how you open a don't show. Save that. Don't save that. I, no, I, would do, save I, would, that. I would do that immediately because that, that pushes it and that sets it up because the only time we've seen that happen outside of the Usos is the several times that The Rock has done it and it, it you know, reached the masses through social media. The Usos was just an entrance. So you kind of like, okay, that's whatever. 
you know, like, all right, fine. But when The Rock did it, it was like, oh, snap, he out there putting that work in for the culture, showing respect to the culture, and then taking it beyond just the tattoos and everything that they're doing um, out of respect for uh, their culture. And that's what would be dynamic for those that have forgotten about the Usos entrance, those that are just coming around to it. You have those type of things. Cause I know anytime I see it on social media or something and you, you have that being performed, it's, it's pretty dynamic. So oh, that's yeah, what I, I would do. I love watching the hockey. Yeah. yeah. I, <clears throat> I became I a fan of rugby serious. just because of the New, New Zealand, um, all blacks doing that every, mm-hmm. before every game. So, yeah. Yep. And then even the uh, the, the women's uh, soccer team did it one time too, didn't they? Before one of their matches, oh, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, there some women's. Um, yeah, I mean they did a, a great job. They were pretty yeah. impressive. So yeah, I mean, so that's, I, just that's just something. That's just the thing. Yeah, that's that's something that they that they do. You know. Yeah, it just came around to mind New Zealand. As he was talking. You, like you know what? Uh, what was that? Twenty ten Olympics. New Zealand did that in the Olympics. Before they took on uh, Team USA, yeah, and I was like, that's that that's that was amazing. I think Team USA still beat them by like thirty, though. I think all that did was hype Team USA up even more. But let me ask you, gentlemen, a question: When you see that perform, are you like me? Do you get chilled down your spine? Yeah. Oh, I get hype. Yeah. I get hype. I wish I had on some football pads and my helmet after seeing something like that. I'd be ready to get back on the field. <laughs> I'd be ready to go after somebody after I see that man. Sometimes, sometimes I, sometimes when I'm in a down, when I'm in a down place, I'll actually go on YouTube and look and, and pull up an all, uh, New Zealand All Blacks video just so I can see the hawker. Just to get, just to build my spirits up, give me give me hype and whatnot, give me back to where I need to be. So yeah, yeah, the, the, the hawker does it to me. Yeah, cause I, I got a. Uh, I remember the first time I ever seen it. I, well, after the Olympics, I didn't understand it when I in 2010. I, I you know I didn't read up on it, and I seen it. It was a video on Facebook. It was a young dude coming home. He was coming home to New Zealand, and they met him at the airport. Mm-hmm. And his, his cousin started. And then everybody that was in the airport stopped. And all you see is everybody doing it. And it, it, they just caught the rhythm and everybody was just going. I was like, oh, man, that's, the, that's the, it's just like one of the greatest ways to come home right there. Yeah, I agree. The only different, thing. Different, re, different regions of New Zealand have their own. So, yeah. Right. So, you know, they have their diff, they're different ones out there. But, yeah. But, but, but all of them just, yeah. Yeah, I agree. The only thing for me that um, before I knew about the haka and and what it meant and things like that and how it's performed, um, I always go back to uh, watching some good old fashioned Shaka Zulu. I don't know if y'all remember that miniseries, though, I think still uh, maybe second to Roots. Well, actually, it was probably the last time you had any type of uh, top nudity on network television between the hours of 8 and 10. And uh, when the Zulu Nation got together and they started chanting, if you want to go back and see something else, y'all go watch that. That make you want to run out there and spear the hell out of somebody. They don't. That's another one they don't show enough of. No, that's they can't show it now. 
without him heavily editing that. it. So you was, you know, you had a bunch of National Geographics under your bed when you were little. I know, I know. What I know a lot. Yeah, I did have a National Geographics. <laughs> <laughs> But I was just dumbfounded because, you know, my mom was like, you need to watch this. This is about your history. And then next thing you know, you start seeing all the seas in Africa. Like, the hell? Are they mm-hmm. naked? <laughs> like, how, how are they showing this on TV? But I'm a kid, so I'm like, I'm just going to watch it every yeah, night. Exactly. Like, yeah, y'all watch you, that Zaka you Zulu? Would, like, man, you I watched Jared that. King you watch that. You were Jerry the King Lawler before WWE. You was up there, boobies, <laughs> <laughs> At the age of eight, you're like, with all yeah. your friends, like, look, look, it's boobies. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that was one time, and they never showed it. On, they never showed it uh, unedited again. I don't remember them ever showing it again. Yeah, you weren't born, so. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> They've shown it. Like I said, it was just edited. They cut a, a lot of that stuff out. It's it's it used to air multiple times on. Uh, I think it was uh it was either fox or upn one of those one of those two networks it, it, it's aired several times sometimes mm-hmm. it would air on a saturday uh and replace of a uh, black belt theater sometimes it would air as a, a replay of the miniseries during black history month it's aired several times they just cut all that stuff out and then really they started cutting more and more mm-hmm. to make it into a uh a two-nighter instead of a one-nighter affair. I'm sorry, a, a five-night affair. Because that was pretty epic. You know, like I said, outside of Roots, that was, to the best of my knowledge, the only time you had um, that level of a, a story being told over the course of a whole week every night. So it, it was pretty epic. But, yep, nothing what? like some good old shock. Even I still get mad at the ending. Like, damn it, they stabbed my man up. Some BS. That's how they get you, man. That's how they get you. Wakanda forever. Let's see. You didn't combine two movies. Hey, man. It's still Black Panther, Shaka Zulu, Zulu Nation. Got that going. George Clinton. I mean, it's all it's all the same thing. So derived from it. Mm-hmm. So, well, KG, since you came last, you might as well do the most important thing. Tell them where they cannot hear you at this week. Well, you can not hear me. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, think about it. You're like, shoot, I am on all these daggone shows. Which one am I not on? Like, none of them. Well, you can always hear me right here on Anchor. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, uh, CastBox, um, Stitcher, Radio Public, you name it. It's a streaming platform. They got podcasts. We on there. The only thing we're not on as of yet is Amazon Podcasts, but that's coming up soon. I'll work on that. We're working on that too. It's coming. Let's go. Hey, hey, y'all got to see all this goodness. You know what? I can make it happen on YouTube. It's possible. I know it. We talked about it. It's, it's going to happen. So that'll, that'll be coming. But y'all going to come out in 2020 seeing the butt naked show on.
that he's been talking about for two years. I'm 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 not messing with it. We are not going to see you but naked on this show. Man, it's gonna be all mathematic. We're gonna be dealing with some dangling participles. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. Wow. <laughs> Me too. What? That was educational. Dangling participles. I mean, if you wanna you wanna let your particles dangle, that's fine. That's fine. We we don't do that here. Yeah, we don't need to no no one needs to see that but your wife. And I'm sure she's skeptical. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just saying, if y'all don't want to see the Enterprise take orbit, that's all on y'all. The Enterprise take orbit. Gee, me Christmas. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to at least get in the second half. If I couldn't do the first half be- because of Migraines that still came out second half. Dropped 25 and 10. We get the W. Now it's time for me to go back in the locker room. Ice bag on the back of the neck. Because we got the Sunday rise coming up tomorrow morning. And it is Dallas week here in D.C. So if y'all lose to Dallas, y'all don't even need a name. I'm just saying for real. That's this this week should be a gimme. Does does it didn't Dax like let it fall off or something? I mean, you know, last it, it, they got like a string quarterback, Jerry Jones, like, man, I don't even give a damn no more. He's mother suckers. Any yeah. given Sunday. Any given Sunday. I don't believe no game. UFC. No, there's no punch a chance. Like, y'all need to walk away with this. Ron Rivera should just look at this and be like, yeah, so I'm just gonna sit down this one. Not for health reasons, but yeah, we're gonna lay the smack down on these candy asses and just move on. Speaking of which, his last cancer treatment is on Monday. Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, everything's good. He got that good diagnosis. So y'all yeah, better take care of my y'all better take care of my former coach. I'm still mad that y'all let him go. Well, man, we we had, we had to make some changes. I wouldn't have changed the coach. I would have. I, I don't. I agree with everything that happened to, with the Carolina Panthers this past offseason. I agree. Letting Cam Newton go, you agree with that too? Yeah, I never wanted Cam. And anybody that knows me can tell you that I was pissed when we drafted Cam. Wow. I was, I was highly upset. Rather had Tim Tebow? What's that? What's that you, you 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 rather had Tim Tebow? We'll on yeah, a, I would have rather had Tim Tebow. We'll never field, know maybe. what Tim Tebow would have done. We can never say what Tim Tebow would have done with our team. Yeah, but Tebow just never got a chance. He 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 was okay in Denver, then they went and got Peyton Manning and kicked him to the curb. That was just dirty. Yeah, that was. Especially after the way they gassed him up. Then just left yeah. it to the wayside. But, you know. So, yeah. Uh, good luck to uh, the Washingtonian football teams of justice. Hopefully, y'all have a better coordinating outfit than uh, a couple weeks ago. But yeah. it's all good. The question is, who the Ravens playing? 
Uh, that's a good damn question. I think the Ravens are. Are was, they all this week? Yeah, I was just told we we got an easy win. We're on a bye week, so mm-hmm. uh, we we get nothing off. We're just going to dream about beating everybody Me and winning too. the Super Bowl. Hopefully. Me too. What? What? I'm talking about the Ravens. Me too. Me too. I can't deal with you, James. You probably fell asleep and pressed a button by accident. No. <laughs> no. You're getting off on folks. No. Me too. No, it's well, Oh, my God. It's the I'm, worst I'm, I'm ESRB a... back in the day. You're about to make Halo rated M game. Sorry, right, gentlemen. Not a bad show, KG. I'm glad uh, you were able to make it sooner than later. Better late than never. Now I know uh, James has got to go to take his restroom sabbatical. I know you definitely got to go. And then uh, <laughs> that yeah, just I leaves def- me. I with... definitely need to go. I did. I definitely need to do something because, uh, I, like I said earlier. The Bound for Glory pay-per-view is on, and KG's homeboy you, just walked in. It gives you so the I'm shits. About be, yes, I'm about to be, yeah, this is the, this is about, this pay-per-view is about to be the shits. Why are you always hating on Rich Homie Swan? I told you, I don't like him. And Damn. that would be Hebrew's choices, boy. He from Baltimore. Hit the swan. Hit the swan. Hit the swan. I just need him to just do his hair different. Just, you know, something normal. That's all. That's the only thing I need him to do. Just, just I don't know, take a comb to it. I mean, permit something. <laughs> God take, dang, hot comb. Clippers to that weed thing. whacker. Hey, don't, don't, don't talk about people with, with hair because I'm having a bad hair day today. My hair's sticking straight up. My rubber bands keep coming, dad, going off. I, I got to go get rubber bands put back on my hair. One of my braids need to be redone. I just don't talk about hair right now. Just go talk to the wife. I'm quite sure she'll help the sweat out. Yeah, she always do. She always do. Oh, so that time James isn't on the button? See, I know that's what I'm talking about. Y'all always just hating on me. You see that? I'm done with him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, had, I had to let one slide. I mean, come on. Yeah. Can't catch all of them. That's what she said. So. Oh, me. You know what? <laughs> all I plan for the night. Remember, if you're out on a bike, you wear white. Time to go. <laughs> that was I'm an awesome done. joke. So, uh, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thank you, everybody, once again for listening to uh, myself, the People's Choice, the big guy, KG, James, the Me Too, uh, Standards and Practices, uh, everything else, uh, owner. And we will hopefully get some interesting uh, interactions and events and messages and maybe some good tweets out there throughout the course of the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And uh, hopefully you guys and gals enjoy it, and we will talk to you all next week. Can we commit to live tweeting tomorrow during the, uh, during the pay-per-view? No, I can't. I'll, I'll be doing my reset, so I, I'm going to be going dark until I get home to watch it. Bruh. Working, too, so, yeah. So, I, oh, my, it's hard out here for a pimp. I don't like watching pay-per-views by myself because I see stuff, and I know I can talk to the voice of the voice. Hey, bro, I can talk to you, people's choice. I know the Snoopy and Sumo are going to chime in with some stuff. 
like I got people that's watching with me. I even know Delonte's coming in. I, I know Delonte got me. I ain't worried about that. Delonte got me. Delonte got me. Yeah, just roll with the push, man. Roll with that pusher, man. So, yeah, that, that's it, gentlemen. So, we appreciate you uh, guys and gals, and we will talk to you all next week.